this morning um, I'm going to talk a little bit about faith. <laughs> um, but um, but before we do that, um, you know, um, and maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but my first point this morning will be faith is a persuasion. Uh, y'all are all familiar with the scripture that says... Um, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, that's not what faith is. That's really what faith does. Faith gives substance to things hoped for. Okay, so, so, so faith is a persuasion. We're, we're, when we have faith, we're persuaded or we're convicted. Is anybody in here convicted about anything or persuaded about anything? Now, we can be persuaded and convicted about a whole lot of things, right? Um, but I wanted to kind of start off by telling you guys that when we pray, you know, we're, we've been praying and fasting for the last, you know, 21 days. When we pray and we fast, it, it helps our faith. It helps us to believe. Because who are we, you know, y'all ever thought about it when you're in there praying? And, you know, and you're in there saying, Father God, I just wanted to say thank you. And your mind and your body is going Who's he talking to? <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? That's why when we pray and we fast, it helps our faith. Because it, it helps our, our mind and our body to say, well, God must be real. Because this guy's been talking, we've been talking to him for a long time. Who, who are we doing without food for and why? You know? So it helps our faith when we pray, when we fast. It helps our faith, you know, of course, when we worship God, when we sing to him, when we lift our hands to him and we are saying thank you, it helps our faith because our mind and our body, our mind and our body is saying, who are we singing to? I don't see anybody, right? So for just a second here, can we just do that for a minute? Can we just kind of pray uh, and just maybe lift our hands if you want to? And can we just thank him and praise him for just a moment? And just in your own words, don't be concerned about whatever other people are saying or that they're going to hear you say thank you. It's okay in here to say thank you, God. All right, so, so let's just do that for a second. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We're just so grateful that we get to know you. We thank you that you sent your son to die for us. He died on a cross to take away our sins so that we get to have a relationship with you. And we are so grateful for that. Forever and ever, forever, for eternity, we will be with you, and we are so grateful for that. We thank you this morning that we get to hear your word, that we get to speak your words. We believe it. We trust in you and believe you. We know that it's going to come to pass. You always provide for us. You always protect us. You keep us. You have a wonderful, beautiful plan for us, and, and it's so beautiful that you put our lives together to put all those plans together that it makes a master plan, your master plan, and we just thank you for that. We ask that you would send us to the lost and send the lost to us so that we can tell them about Jesus, so that they can have a relationship with him as well. Lord, that no one is lost, but that all are saved. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, um, like I say, our, my first point this morning is faith is a persuasion. And, you know, we're, we're persuaded about a whole lot of things, right? Um, you know, to, to a certain extent, when we get up in the morning, <clears throat> when we get up in the morning, we expect the sun to be out, right? 
when we get up in the morning and we hit the switch to the lights, we expect the lights to come on, right? Now, I know that's, a, that's sort of a different kind of faith because, you know, we've, we've experienced it so many times. It's almost, you know, it's almost like, well, I can see it, you know. And, and faith is not seeing something. Faith is believing. Um, how many of us believe that there is a God? We, we, have any, we have ever seen him? We've never seen him. Now, we may have heard him, but we've never seen him. We don't, we don't know, you know. Uh, there's parts of our bodies that they tell us that we have, like liver and kidney and all that. And you might think, and some people might say, I felt my kidney before, you know, if you've ever had a kidney stone. But there's certain parts of our body they say that's in our body. We've never seen it. We've never felt it, you know, but we know it's in there. We, be- we believe it, okay? So there's a, a little bit of faith about a whole lot of our life, but faith is a persuasion. Oh, is that me? Did I do that? Might have moved my, my beard might have moved too much. But faith is a persuasion. It's a conviction. It's a belief. We, we, and we have to have it. Uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 21. I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And of course, this verse here is talking about Abraham, that God told him, you're going to be the father of many nations. And it, just, it says that Abraham just believed him. Abraham believed. He said, okay. And if you, look, if you go back and you read uh, Abraham's life, Abraham, he did a whole lot of things that he acted on his faith, he, and, and it showed he believed. You know, uh, At one point, God changed his name and said, hey, Abram, you're, you're not Abram anymore, you're Abraham, which meant father of many nations. And they knew that. You know, it wasn't like they didn't know. You know people knew. So he'd go around and he'd, he'd tell people, well, I'm 100 years old, but I'm the father of many nations. That's basically what he's doing. And that's what we should do. If we're persuaded about something, if we're convicted about something, then we should act like it's true. Talk like it's true. Uh, don't, talk the, don't talk or act the opposite way of, of the way it is. Act on that persuasion. But, of course, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to point two, if we can. Point two is get persuaded. Now, um, yeah, faith is good, and we should have faith, and we all do have faith. But some, some of us, well, all of us probably, have things that we need to be persuaded about. How many of you? How many of you know we need to be persuaded that Jesus is our Lord? <laughs> you know, that's a biggie, right? <laughs> that's the biggie. We have to be persuaded about that. Jesus told Nicodemus, "You must be born again if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven." Now, if you're okay with going to hell. <laughs> then you don't, but who wants that? So, so we need to be persuaded about things. We need to be persuaded that Jesus is Lord. We need to be persuaded of everything he did on the cross for us. He didn't just save us from hell. He healed our bodies. He provided for us financially. He provided for us emotionally. He, 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 did, it, he did it all for us. And we need to be persuaded. So we need to get persuaded. Uh, Mark chapter uh, 11 and I'm going to read verses 22 through 24. I'm going to read it at a two. I'll read it at a two different versions of the Bible, but we'll start with the King James. And it says here, uh, Mark 11 verse 22, and it says, "Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God." So Jesus right here pretty much is basically saying what I'm saying: Have faith in God. Be persuaded. Get persuaded. You guys need to be persuaded. 
For verily I say to you that whoever will say unto this mountain, be removed, and be cast into the sea, and will not doubt in his heart, but will believe that those things which he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. And verse 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Now, sometimes when we when we read this when we read this passage of scripture, uh, and we read the part where he says, "Whoever will say unto this mountain," you know, a lot of times we we kind of look at a mountain as being either either a problem in our life or something that's bothering us, right? Have y'all ever? I mean, have y'all ever experienced? Well, you just need to speak to your mountain, you know, tell it to get out of the way or whatever. Now, we don't know necessarily that Jesus was saying that. He was just saying that if you have faith, you could speak to a mountain, tell it to get in the ocean, and it would. All right. So he's just telling us that we have faith. Of course, he goes on to say if, you, if there's anything that you desire. So when I read this scripture verse, I kind of look at it. I kind of look at it whether there's something bad's going on in your life or if it's just something that you desire, something that may be good. Hey, I, just, I, I want this. Either way... You can use your faith. You can use your faith to receive that, to believe it and receive it. Uh, and then, and then you know, I got to kind of thinking about the story behind this. If you back up a few verses, this is this is the story when Jesus saw the fig tree, and he was said he was hungry, so he went to go get figs, and there was no figs on it. And then Jesus said, "Well, you're not going to produce any more fruit from now on. You won't produce any more." Well, the next day it had already dried up from the roots and Peter said Lord look how look how fast the tree and then Jesus says yeah have faith in God and you and you can you could you tell him out all right now I got to thinking about that I thought Jesus cursed this tree and sometimes some of us want to curse some stuff right <laughs> Die. but you know we have to have a but we have to have a basis on which to you know we couldn't just go out and say, you know, we're driving down the road, somebody cuts us off, and, well, man, I just wish that guy would just, you know, you know. well, we can't do that. You know, that's going against the Word of God. So we have to have the Word of God. We have to have his Word first for us to be persuaded about something. So evidently, and of course, you know, it had to be in the book, right? <laughs> it was in the book, so God had a reason for it. So I kind of think that, that probably... When Jesus went over there to the tree, that he probably was he probably was prompted by God, you know, curse it, you know, and he had and there's a reason there was a reason like I say it, it was in the book it's it's you know God's trying to teach us something from this, but what he's telling us is he's what he's telling us is we we got to have faith we need to get persuaded we can't live a life where we're just not persuaded about anything God wants us to have faith and he wants us using that faith. And uh, whether it's, uh, some, like, like I say, whether it's something good in our life's going on or something bad's in our life is going on, uh, we need to have faith. We all go through good, right? And we all go through bad. So regardless of what's going on in our life, let's get persuaded about what, God's, what God says, and then let's use that faith. Let me, let me read this, uh, this passage of Scripture out of the Message Bible. I just thought when I was studying it and reading it, I just thought it was kind of neat how this version... Um, how it said, it says, Jesus was matter of fact. Embrace this God life. Really embrace it. And nothing will be too much for you. This mountain, for instance, just say go jump in the lake. 
No shuffling or hemming and hawing. And it's as good as done. That's why I urge you to pray for absolutely everything, ranging from small to large. Include everything as you embrace this God life, and you'll get God's everything. Isn't that kind of cool? It's pretty good. It's worth worth reading that, wasn't it? It's pretty awesome. So um, we just have to know what God's will is, and we do that by looking at his word. And then when, he, when, he, when we know what his word says, then let's get persuaded about it. Let's be convicted about it and say, then that's just this the way it is. And uh, we'll go ahead and move on to our third point. And, of course, I kind of already have touched on it a little bit. But I've got it, I've got it power your persuasion. And as I got to thinking about it, I, I thought I should have said profess your persuasion. Or we could say it, confess your persuasion. And you'll kind of see what I mean in just a minute. James chapter 2 verse 17 in the King James Version, it says, Even so, faith, if it doesn't have works, is dead being alone. So we, so it's not enough just for us to have faith. You know, the Bible tells us that, that, that demons know God. They know that there is a God, and they tremble. But it doesn't do them any good. Um, uh, I think it's in the book of Isaiah where, um, where, where it talks about that Satan uh, said some things. You know, he said things like, I will be like the most high God. I'll sit above the stars of heaven. Okay, well, that's what Satan was doing. He was thinking that if because he spoke words of faith that it would happen. Or who'd he learn that from? He learned that from God. So he thought when I spoke words of, well, when I speak this, it's going to happen because that's what he learned from God. But again, like I was saying, you have to have word, you have to have the word of God to base your faith on. You know, you can't just speak anything. And that's where Satan missed out on. He didn't ever have God's word on that. He didn't have God's word. Well, if you speak it, Satan, then you could be bigger than me. God never said that. So he had nothing to base his, his words on. He had no, he couldn't have faith in that. And so, so that's where he messed up. So when we when we have our faith, then we have to, have works, or uh, when we hear, see what God's word says, I said it earlier, when we find out what God's word says, then we need to act like it's true and do things that back, back it up. You know, if you don't believe in something, you're not going to be talking about it, speak, you know, like I was saying a while ago. I mean, why do we come to church? Because God tells us to do this. God tells us to assemble. He tells us to come together and pray and worship. We do it because we have his word. And then we do it in obedience to him. Uh, Luke chapter 5, I'll read Luke chapter 5, verses 18, and tw 18 through 20. It says, And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in to lay, and to lay him before him. They're trying to get this sick guy to Jesus. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went up upon the housetop and led him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And listen to what verse 20 says here. And when Jesus saw their faith. Those guys, it, it, this was a man that had the palsy. He was paralyzed. And four of his friends was trying to get him to Jesus so he could get healed. It says they couldn't get him in there, so they led him down through the, through the top of the house in the midst before Jesus. And Jesus saw their faith. Can you see faith? You can. Uh, I heard one man preaching about when uh, uh, when Jesus went in to uh, Peter's mother-in-law. 
It said she had a fever, and it said that Jesus rebuked the fever. All right? It says that. The Bible says he rebuked, Jesus rebuked the fever. Well, this preacher that I was listening to, he said, can a fever hear? <laughs> well, then you keep reading. It said the fever left. He said, well, fevers must can hear. They, they must be, they must can. So you can hear faith. You can see faith. And so when we have faith, then everything we say and do should back up that faith. Do we believe that, do we believe that Jesus died for the whole world? For everybody? And anybody that confesses him can be saved? Then we, then we should tell everybody that, right? Just like the Bible tells us, go and preach the gospel to everybody. All right. Pretty good, huh? Really great. Let's look at Romans chapter ten, and just to kind of, um, just to kind of show, I just kind of want to show you guys how easy it is for us to act on our faith. And these scriptures here are just so great. Romans chapter ten, verses six through ten is what I'll read, and I'm reading it out of the new. This is the New King James Version. It says, "But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way: Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven?" that is to bring Christ down from above, or don't say who will descend into the abyss or the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? All right, so back up. The righteousness of faith, what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know, to have faith and to act on that faith is very simple. When I read this scripture, it basically tells me that all I have to do to act on my faith is speak. That's all. Sometimes we, we think, well, God, I'm believing you for something. I'm, there has to be something just, there has to be something uh, really big and important that has to happen in order for me to, to act on this. But this scripture right here is telling us just the opposite. It even goes, it even tells us, it even says, don't think you got to, don't think that you have to, uh, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Don't think Christ has to come back down. He, he's, he's already died on the cross. And then don't say that he has to go, uh, rise up from the dead. That is to bring, you know, who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. He's already done that. He's already done everything. He's, he's going to, it don't take much on our part. Just, just believing and then speaking, acting. Uh, you know, the greatest miracle, and I know we've, we've said this here, if you've been around any time at all, we've said this, the greatest miracle that could ever happen is someone being born again. And how does it say that happens? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. So the greatest miracle that ever happened happens by you speaking out of your mouth. Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. How simple is that? That is so simple, right? And that's the way God meant for everything to be. If we're believing for healing for our bodies, what do we need to do? 
We need to grab a hold of a healing scripture in the Bible, and then we need to be speaking that word. Uh, Krista said when she got the headache, finally she realized, what am I putting up with this for? Get out of here. She, what'd she do? She began using her words and her faith, what she believed, to get it. Now, I know a lot of, what a lot of you are probably thinking. You're thinking, well, let's start, let's start saying, uh, Lord, a million dollars looks good. <laughs> I can do that. Well, sometimes our mind has to be renewed a little bit more, you know. You can't just, you want something just happen overnight. But we need to begin to just get into the word, find what, his script, what the scriptures tells us. We need to say, I, I believe that. And then we need to speak and get our words and get our actions in line with that. All right.